All right, y'all. It's your boy Mello. I'm back. 30 Rolls Up podcast. Uh, I'm fucking excited. Uh, it's Tuesday, the uh, 16th. I'm definitely going to do a couple things differently uh, for this week's episode. Uh, first, it will definitely be on YouTube. Uh, so check it out. I'll, I'll post a link on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, secondly, what I will be uh, doing is interviewing Jeff Langlace, who is uh, the lead singer of uh, one of my favorite cover bands, uh, Townline. Uh, one of my best friends, brothers, uh, Ryan McKenna, he's in Townline as the drummer, uh, sometimes with the, the whole kit, uh, sometimes just uh, sitting on a box, which I will ask Jeff the name of because I don't really know the official name of it, but um, Jeff is the lead singer, guitarist, um, and they've, uh, I think he's had the band for a few years, but they do a lot of cover uh, country music, uh, do some, you know, old school rock, uh, some classic rock, uh, even, you know, punk, punk, any, anything, honestly, uh, requests, uh, you know, we'll definitely go get into it. He is going to be joining soon. Um, so that is going to be an exciting interview because uh, they have a gig, Townline has a gig at the Trap uh, in East Greenwich uh, this Friday. Uh, November 19th. So uh, I'll be there. Hope you can make it. Uh, you know, th this place, the trap is awesome. Uh, $3.50, you know, uh, beers, definitely um, a good time. Townline brings it. Uh, you know, I, I, I already have a good amount of people going. Uh, they always bring in a crowd uh, to the trap. Uh, Townline is, is, is a great band. And I'm not just saying that because I'm biased. So with that being said, uh, def this this recording is kind of is going to definitely be uh, in sections in groups. Um, so I'm going to try to edit it and put it together as best as possible. Um, but I do want to start with what happened this past weekend. Uh, obviously, you guys know I'm a massive Pats fan, and we are fucking rolling. Just had our fourth game in a row that we won. Uh, that was against the Browns, and it was pure domination, 45-7. to seven. You know, I, not speechless. I'm, I, you know, I, I, I won't say that I'm speechless uh, because I thought with the Jets game, when we won 54-7, maybe 54-6, to six, you know, we, that was the game that really turned it around. Uh, up to that point, we were 2-4, and four, and we needed that Jets game. And then we got the Jets game. Uh, we beat them. Uh, there was another game in between there, which I, I can't believe I'm blanking on. But then you had Carolina. You just had the Browns. Um, the Jets. I don't know. They just they played before. The, I don't know. doesn't matter. Beside the point. We're rolling. We're stacking up the wins. Stacking them up. Uh, we got Atlanta on Thursday. This actually might come out Wednesday or, or Thursday. Um, you know, it's a short week. Mac Jones has never had a short week in the NFL. Uh, you know, he is looking great. So we're going to get into all of that. Um, but I do want to bring in Jeff Langley's first lead singer of town line. Um, so let's get into that interview. I'm excited for you guys to, uh, to hear it. So. All right. All right, y'all. So we got, uh, Jeff, who is the lead singer of town line. Uh, all of us, they have a gig on Friday night at the trap. Can't fucking wait for it. 
Uh, how, you doing? how you doing? Good, good. A lot of big changes happening right now, but doing well. Nice. Yeah. No, I well, the, your personal life, you're, uh, you're moving and shit, right? Yeah, this is the new house right here. Nice. Back here now. Been here for like two weeks now, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Back in the old stomping room. Yeah. Well, hey, did you, uh, you catch the game on Sunday? I got to watch, I watched the first half, um, and then I had to go cut the grass and stuff. Had, then I had to, had to do that at the old house, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I did yeah. catch the first half of it. I watched all the highlights and stuff. Yeah. It looked, it looked good though. I mean, it's like finally, it's like we've been waiting, <laughs> waiting for something like that for a while now. For real, man. I, I like being, I don't know. I said it like the Jets, um, that Jets game really like turned the corner because that's, they obviously were like two and four. And that Jets game, they blew the Jets out. And that was just a big, like, such a, I think, a big turning point. And then they, you know, went into L.A., beat the Chargers. Mac didn't even look that good. Um, yeah. You know, the last, except for last Sunday, he didn't look good, really good against, like, the Chargers uh, and then Carolina. So it was, it was yes, uh, not yesterday. I, I took the day off, so I keep thinking today is Monday. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I all fucked up. And, um, but yeah, no, that, that game, yes, uh, Sunday was insane. Absolutely. You're going to see him be a, be a really good defense. Yeah. Yep. Not just a high powered offense and try to outscore them. Cause you know, Pat's defense is doing, doing so well right now that when they're going up against the high powered offenses, like they're holding their own, but to see, uh, Mac Jones and the offense take over on a real defense that, that, that was encouraging. Oh yeah. And even too, like they, um, I don't like. I don't know if you saw any of the high, highlights, but um, on Twitter, I follow like a bunch of um, different like sports reporters and, and just right, right. Like, analyze all the all the things. And Miles Garrett had like one sack, one tackle, um, and then he was getting blocked by Nikhil Harry. Uh, there was a couple. Oh, that was great. Yeah, that was great. There was a couple plays, and Nikhil Harry just came down and cracked yeah. him. And it was like, all right, like that. That's good to see. Um, it's good to see him doing something, you know. Yeah, yep. and he, he he's worked that really six six three, two hundred twenty pounds as a good frame for for a blocker there. For real, right? And um, so yeah, so like with Harry, he'll get like a, a catch in garbage time every game. He, you know, he got that, and then I think yep. Myers, uh, Myers ended up scoring his first NFL touchdown. Yep. That was insane. Like I think I cheered for that more than almost every yeah. other touchdown. Like that was that was cool. To see. Yeah. That was good. That was good to see. It was funny that Hoyer threw that um, instead of Mac, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, no, I'm I'm thinking the Pats are gonna roll, man. I, you know, they they got they have some tough games. They have the Bills twice. They have the Titans in a couple weeks, but yeah, it's gonna be a tough game. They um you know play how they played on Sunday. Play how they played uh you know against the Chargers where it was back and forth and they made turnovers and still won. This team is. Something we've never, I don't know, something we've never seen before. That's um, nice. We got we the Falcons this week. So that's another good good game for them to uh, build off of, just like last week. Just kind of keep the ball rolling. That way you get a good feeling going into those tough games at the end of the season. 100%. So, yeah, that game is uh, Thursday. Uh, and then you, we have your gig on Friday. So I uh, want to talk about that for sure. Uh, and how long it, you've been uh, – Obviously, you created Timeline, but how long have you been singing and uh, songwriting for? 
I started playing when I was like 10. Um, I started playing then. I, I kind of got out of it in high school. I didn't want to play anymore. I used to take lessons and stuff. Um, that's how I trained my fingers to work that way. Yeah. Um, but then I kind of quit for a while and decided, uh, like my senior high school, I decided to reteach myself. So I taught myself again how to play. You had to reteach yourself how to play. Yeah, I was out of it for probably five years. Okay. Um, four or five years. And I really taught myself how to play. And then did my first show out when I was 16. Um, so it's been almost 10 years without playing, playing gigs now, but yeah. Oh yeah. And I I would say too, like before, um, intro and you obviously do a lot of covers, uh, well, that's mainly, mainly your gigs. Um, but then you have a few original songs. So, uh, how many, do you know how many original songs you have off, like that you've played or. um... It is, I've written a ton. Um, a lot of them we don't play just. The way it is. Uh, when I the first uh, the first probably ten fifteen I wrote um, was when we actually like really practiced as a band, so we were able to kind of like, like I could write the the guitar part and the words and everything. But then when we were able to practice, we could write all the other parts to coexist with it. And that's those are the songs we play. So we go to and play while we raise our glass and brothers and songs like that like we practiced those before we ever played them at a gig now now everyone's schedule is a lot tougher now it's tougher for us to fit in a practice or anything so well the ones i write sometimes i'll I'll throw them up on facebook or instagram or something like that just because i can do it alone but we rarely play originals when we're out yeah no for sure because um obviously uh nick is now in arizona He's the, he's the, uh, the bass player, uh, for everybody, but he, has he been there from the beginning? Uh, no, so me and, me and Kenny started it, um, and we started it, uh, we just hit like six years, I think. So like, like in August, I think it was six years since we started the band. Yeah. Um, we were working together at the time and we decided I was already playing out. And mm-hmm. even, you know, we like messing around singing. He was, he's a yeah. good singer. We were able to kind of get our voices to work together. And then um, it was one day in Guitar Center, we realized he's, that we found that we found the cajon there, which is the box. And uh, we just, I was, I just played a, I had just got a every Thursday gig uh, right here in West Warwick. Um, mm-hmm. And one of them was like, Kenny, want to come play with me? And I was like, let's just see what happens. So, yeah. He came and played with me, and it, it worked. And, I, and Nick joined us probably six to eight months later. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the same thing. He was like, I bought a bass. I told myself I want to play the bass. Uh, yeah. And I was like, all right, if you don't want to play, you want to join us? So that's kind of – it kind of stemmed from there. And then we got Ryan a couple of years later. Yeah. Um, now, what was the um, – so I called it the box, but what, what's like, what was that official name? It's called the Cajon. Uh, C-A-J-O-N. All right. Yeah, cause I I was uh, I was like, there's no way I'm gonna I know this uh, know the official, but I was like, yeah, yeah. Kenny's usually sitting on the box, Kenny's sitting on the box, things like that. So. That's the easiest way to describe it. It's the box. A hundred percent. No, that that's awesome. And um, so with the track, how long have you been playing at the track? Because obviously that is out of all the places, in my opinion, out of all the places that you guys have played, like you've played. Um, 
like a dance place, a Scotta, a few other places around Rhode Island. That place always brings in the biggest crowd. And I would say the biggest crowd because of like you guys, not just that it's a popular place, but you guys really bring in the most people there. Um, yeah, I mean, we like, we like playing there. Playing there, yeah. Um, I think I counted a couple of months ago. Um, and we were over, I was over like 50 or 60 times we've played. Um, but it was, we started there like three and a half years ago was our first time there. Um, and we were booking through an agent at the time that was able to get us in there. Um, and then it just, it kept like every time it got better and better until the point where they just wanted us there all the time. And then, you know, when COVID hit, we stopped playing. Um, they gave us like one back after COVID it was packed, but. We, we took a couple of months off after that and they eventually had us back and now they now we're on a good schedule like we're booking months out of the time yeah so are you already are you already months out now or i'm booked through the end of the year okay. um there and through january so sweet we try to book like three four months out of the time so when well, i'm sure at the end of the year in december i'm booked february through april or something like that nice nice um Sweet. Keeps us in there. Hell yeah. So I'm I'm looking off the side because I have freaking notes everywhere. Um, but I did want to <laughs> ask, what are your top three songs to play at a gig? That's tough. Um there's like the you the songs that are like the party songs and you can get like you know, there's certain songs that I can play that it, we keep them kind of in the bank when we go there. Like, it's on, it's on, they don't play with us with probably 10, 15 songs in it. And if you lose the crowd, you play one of them, you get them back. Like, it's yeah. it's like science at this point. Um, oh, yeah. They're not necessarily our favorite ones to play because, you know, we, we got to play them every time. You like to play new stuff and change it up and, and showcase each other's talents. Yeah. Um, so, like, Country Girl is a fun one. Like, we have a lot of fun doing that song because, again, it's not just sitting there singing and hearing everyone sing back to you. Like we get to actually play our instruments, which a lot of times you, you don't really get to, to hear it because everyone's focused on the words to the song. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I put that one up there. And then there's you know, some of we just have fun with it all doing them together. So Drift Away is a really fun one because that's one that like we've, pra- we've really practiced that song. Um, whether it's just me and Kenny, just me and Ryan, or all five of us, like we really practice that all together, so we can we can do that one well. And then probably like she got the best of me. That's another one because uh, yeah, the band always yeah, the band really likes. I all of us are really big country fans, so when we get to play a country song that really uh, that we really like, and then everyone likes it back, that's that's fun too. Yeah, of course. I know. Um... Yeah, Will Coleman, I think, just got entertainer of the year, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, that's not too surprising. No, I mean, he, he was surprised, but, but I wasn't. I mean, like, he's growing up. Yeah, he's been on a tear. I know, uh, I think just this week, maybe uh, end of last week, uh, Morgan Wallen dropped that he's touring again. He's coming up to Boston. Yeah, I think that was like Monday or Sunday. Yeah, so he, he announced he's that. Doing that. And uh, a couple friends of mine already said uh i guess he did a pre-sale and that has been um like sold out like the pre-sale is already sold out 
So she's nervous that yeah, he did. Can be hey, he did pre-sent for the first half of the tour. I just don't know what side of the tour um, Boston was on. Yeah. So no, I don't know if it was the first half or the second half. That that should be a uh, uh, sorry. That should be a really good uh, um. Sorry, Wars jacket. Okay. Ah, sorry. Didn't didn't mean to uh, add, go off on on that. Uh, so with uh, yeah, I think with like Wallen, especially with the the double album, um, obviously he uh kind of had some shit. Uh, a few months ago, right? He, I think now, like he's already he's back in the in the spotlight, which is which is good for him. He, you know, his career's I think just going to take off from here. Um, I think that double album really, like, really came to the forefront of. I remember him on being featured on Florida, like with Florida Georgia Line on like Up Down, and then he came out with, you know, I don't know if, what number album that was for him. It was like 2018, 2019. Um, with like, I think Whiskey Glasses was on it, and then yep. the double album just skyrocketed his career. So I think he's just gonna take yeah. it off. Uh, great. So what are uh, some of the most requested songs? Because I know lately, obviously, it's recency bias. Uh, Morgan Wallen is always a hit. Uh, I swear we play fifteen of them night. It's it's crazy how much. It's like it, it's like some other color to you. It's like. Um, play whiskey glass and it's like okay yeah i hear 20 minutes ago i already played it and then it's like okay can you play another one and that's yeah. that's for the most part what happens it's like can you play um sand in my boots and it's like yeah we already played that and they're like okay do this one do uh neon whiskey like just do another one so that it seems like that's just what happens a lot with morgan Mullen. we do a lot yeah. of more and i think i i would say also too like that recency bias is he's gonna you know he's gonna be the focal point, and I uh, I think Jason Aldean just dropped an album uh, within yep. the last ten Friday. Yeah, so uh, you know that's gonna hit too. I think uh, especially this Friday. I already uh, I already know um, one song that I'll I'll probably request outside of outside of your love. Guarantee, <laughs> but uh, but definitely a, a a song by Jason Aldean's new album will probably uh, be requested that that night for sure. Yeah. So what are your uh, Top three most requested songs, if you had to, you had to think about it. The Tennessee Whiskey is number one. I mean, that's the most requested song. And I like, you like, I like doing it, but it's just you do it every single day. It's like it gets a little. It's a great song. I'm not against the song, but you know, Staple is a tough guy to cover. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I mean, uh, he used to be an opera singer. Or I know that was Tyler Farr, but I don't know if uh, Stapleton was also. I mean, Stapleton. Stapleton's been around for. Decades, just songwriting. Yeah, at least a decade as a songwriter. He's got like so many number one hits that weren't his. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Tough guy to sing. I would also put um, Wagon Wheels probably up there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one that we try to save to the end usually because mm-hmm. it's easy and, and everyone knows it. So that's one of those like save the song, you know, you got everyone kind of things. Yeah, 100%. Um, but he's asked for a ton. Um, and it seems like lately, forever after all, by Luke Combs is 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 pretty high up there. Um, it's we don't really get like a single song requested that often. For the most part, someone will come up to us and say, "Can you play Luke Combs? Can you play Morgan Wall? Can you play?" 
Brett Young, can you play Albine? Can you play Luke Bryan? Like, that's what usually happens. It's an artist. And then, and um, or Kane Brown, that's another one. A lot of people have been requesting Kane Brown the last few months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, even um, probably a couple years ago was Dan and Shay, right? Uh, uh, I forgot the, the other song by then, but uh, I think it was a couple gigs ago. It was definitely at the trap, but uh, someone requested God Bless America. Yeah, that was a couple months ago. That was insane. That was cool. That was and you get songs like that. Sometimes you play them. It's like it's like a surreal moment when everyone's just screaming back at you so loud that you can't hear what you're doing. Yeah, that that I I wasn't too shocked because obviously it's like a classic song, but it was just funny that it was requested. But I wasn't surprised that like everyone was singing because everyone knows that song. Yeah, like normally I wouldn't do it. The guy gave me like twenty bucks. I was like, I can't 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 let him down. So so they go. Exactly. No, I uh, I think it was last gig. I uh, yeah, I might have tossed you guys a ten to play uh, Summer '69, Brian. Yeah. And that was uh, that honestly, that's on my top three uh favorite songs that you guys play. Like more. Oh really? Yeah, because for like, and it's outside of country, right? But it's it's. Not a top three favorite song of mine, but it's, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people like it. And especially at the trap, it's a mixed crowd. It's not just everyone our age. It's not right. older people. It's a, it's definitely a mix of, um, of everyone. So that's, yep. um, I have obviously your love, but that, that's kind of a given at this point. <laughs> and then, well, uh, two others I had dust on the bottle. That one, you guys, you guys haven't, I don't know if you guys have played that. We haven't played that in a while. But that, like, well, Dennis on the model, that, that's a great song you guys play. And then, uh, Being Never Broke My Heart. Um, especially when, like, when... That's a tough, that's a really tough song to play. Um, because if you listen to the, the actual song, a lot of it is multiple guitars going at the same time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if I like one, I can look that one part of the time. And... You know, that's all electric, same with Summer of 69. Like, those songs, you can, we can make sound so much better if I broke out the electric guitar there and that. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, uh, part of the trick to playing is to not stop playing, which is why we take a break. It's like five minutes, jump back on stage, and, like, let's go to the bathroom, let's come back up here, or just get a breath of air quick. Um, so, like, I'm ready to time to switch and, and kind of do that whole change up. But that, that, being able to go out, that's a tough song. That's high. Who comes things that I'm pretty high. For sure. I know you guys, I, um, you, your gigs are usually three hours. What's it? You, uh, Friday's 9 p.m. to 12 or 9 to midnight is what they schedule us. Um, we're usually, we're only starting about nine. Yeah. But usually we'll go to like 12 30. Yeah. I mean, it depends I, on everything's there. Yeah. You guys definitely like, like you said, only take a five minute break. So you guys are going for three hours. And it's Yeah, we we get home and we're tired. Like we do that gig. Like we don't want to pack up. And I gotta get home and unload the truck. And it's just it's crazy after those things. Yeah. So um no, it's definitely I, I you know, obviously from the outside, it, you know, it's uh it's always fun, but there's not a lot of people realize how much work and effort you guys like really do put into it because like you said you have to set up you have to keep the you, you got to keep the crowd into it and if you don't keep the crowd into it you, you obviously you know how many songs um or what songs will get the crowd back into it but there's always like always always a spark that's needed 
Uh, for sure. Yeah, it's not like it's it's not like it's just the three hours that someone goes and listens to us at the bar. When we when we play, that's the whole night. I mean, I get out of work, I I get here, I get shower, change, and then like go through the stuff and make sure everything works, and then just pack it all up, and then you're there an hour early, you're there an hour after. So we're there for five hours, um, and I got a good two hours like packing and stuff before I leave. So yeah, it's a it's a Good seven hour night. I don't show. It doesn't matter. I love doing it. It, it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't stop trying it. But yeah, it's a lot of work. Oh yeah. No. Also too. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Like a full day. Uh. You know. Also another. It's not another. So, but it's. Uh. When you guys do bring in um Julie, because uh, I don't even know why I'm gonna say obviously a girl. So you know having to do <laughs> you guys are always um. I, I can always queue up what songs you guys are going to play. It's always picture. It's always yeah. uh, ever since the movie, the Bradley Cooper slash um, Lady Gaga song. Yeah, Shallow. Yep. And then I feel like there's one or two more that are always, like, always playing. Um, and I, I, for some reason, I can't name them. But uh, we do a lot of Matt Morris for her. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep that um it's funny because i like I, for a while you know before covid she would come and i'd like whenever she would be there and be like oh i come do song and i'll just come jump on stage and and then i started like feel bad I'm like yeah she's kind of her friends to listen to her it's like i don't want to drag her up on stage every time and like i swear to god the last three times she's been there um someone comes up and asks us for picture or someone actually came up and said is that girl here like, 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 yeah, like, now, now it's kind of a thing. So, yeah, like, um, you have to come to the stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was in the farthest spot away from the stage, too. Yeah, so you got to call it out of the mic. Yeah, no, for sure. So, uh, this Friday, you guys are, uh, it's just you and McKenna, or what else, uh, you guys gonna That's what trying, trying something like that. So, this is a little exclusive. Okay. No, no, um. <laughs> Kenny texted me probably two, two, three weeks ago, and he had went to the Old Dominion concert. I think it was at Mohegan or Foxwoods. Yeah. Um, he texted me after, and he said, yeah, we should try. He said, what do you think about me, you, and Brian playing together? Um, and he was just going to sing. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, that's how me and Kenny started this with just his voice. So. yeah. yeah. I was all for it, and then I texted Ryan, and I said, like, are you able to play? Because they both play the box. Um, so, like, whoever can, if you can come, like, well, well cool, we'll do this. Um, if not, no big deal. And he was in, too. He thought it would be fun. So, it's actually the three of us, which is we've never done before. This is the first time. But actually, uh, Kenny's going to come over tomorrow. We're going to practice, kind of iron out some things. Hell, yeah. No, th- that'll, that'll um, be It'll be cool. It'll be different. And then we have uh, Nick comes home from Arizona um, on Saturday. Oh, shit. So the next time we're playing, I think, is December 3rd, like the week after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and he's going to be – he'll be with us for that one too. So Sweet. Yeah. We'll have him back for a couple of shows before he heads back to Arizona. But yeah, this Friday is going to be – it's going to be different. We'll have to figure it out as we go. It'll be fun. Oh, yeah. No, that'll, that'll be cool. It's always – hey, people will be expecting it. You're gonna obviously you're gonna try to um, prepare as much as possible, but it, 
it'll go low. Exactly. Go go low regardless. So no, that's awesome, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it, it's only Tuesday. I was looking when I found out. I think uh, you mentioned it, like you posted uh, on Instagram about it. Um, yeah, I sent it out Friday. And uh, it was yesterday. I was texting every like bunch of people and like, hey, like I'm going. Are you going? Uh, or you know, people who have never been before and they've heard like me and McKenna mentioned like you know he's in the band, he plays this, uh, and they're like, yeah, like next time, let me know. So I was texting them all yesterday. And uh, it was Monday, and I was like, I'm already looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It seems like it's been like forever since we played. It's been about a month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Not a year, but every other week, so this is a little different. Yeah, definitely. Cause, yeah, I think it was uh, it was during the Red Sox playoffs, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I played Sweet Caroline. And, that- and, we, and we played shipping up to Boston, right? Yeah, and uh, that's like yep. his uh, arch nemesis played in uh, Sweet Caroline. Yeah, and, yep. Oh, he told me. He let me know. I remember playing it. I remember the song. I hate this song. That's <laughs> that funny. That was awesome to see. But uh, no, nah, dude, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be uh be a great time. And I I do want to ask you a couple other uh questions outside of music, um, because I'm trying to have the podcast uh more segmented or like you know uh, transition segmented things like that. Yeah. And um, I put out a poll. Uh, but in it, this question was, when is the perfect time to set up Christmas lights? Because I've already seen Christmas lights set up, and it is pissing me off. It's like, <laughs> just annoying. It's already, it's not even Thanksgiving yet, and there's Christmas lights. My dad actually just put them up yesterday. I'm like, what are you doing? So when is the yeah, I think, time to put uh, those Christmas lights up? I don't think it's just like a black and white answer. I think there's a happy medium. Like, I'm not sure... The, like growing up, Christmas is always after Thanksgiving. You didn't set up any Christmas decorations till after Thanksgiving. No. Um, but I kind of feel like I changed a little bit. I like, once you realize how much money Christmas decorations cost, yeah, I think like I kind of want to work for the one twenty five days a year. That so part of me says it's like you can go both ways. I but then I kind of thought of a solution. I was like, what if you like you put up, you know, a Christmas tree with the white lights and everything and. If you have white lights, just or whatever, and then you don't decorate it, like don't make the rest of the house all Christmassy. But like you could put the lights up, Damn. as long as I, you just can't put. You know, I don't want to see Santa walking around on on Thanksgiving Day. Well, I mean Turkey. I don't know. Yeah, no, I feel like there's kind of a happy medium in there. But so to answer your question, I, I'd say some things before Thanksgiving, but nothing like green and red can't come out until after. That's fair. No, I I I feel you because as a kid, I always remembered. The day after Thanksgiving, um, we would right. everything would be up. Like yeah, me too. That you know that Black Friday and obviously now Black Friday's already starting. Or they're not even giving a Black Friday. It's all whatever it is. Yeah, whole month. It's uh, right. definitely a weird weird time. But no, I I think that's fair. I I think my parents already like like I said, my dad has has all the lights up outside. And I think like two weeks ago, my mom bought like this dancing Santa already. And it's like, yeah, it's almost, it's just November 1st. What are we doing? Um, yeah. Like, like we'll probably, uh, we probably won't set it up early this year just because I'm trying to, let me been here for like 10 days. I got to kind of get the house back together. But um, and plus, yeah, I feel like in the future, I could put just the tree up before Thanksgiving. Maybe. I don't know. That is, that, that is fair because I think also too, like, from where we are right now, Thanksgiving is eight day, nine days away. 
Yeah, you only week out. <laughs> so it's tough between now and Thanksgiving with everything going on. To- also, it depends what you're doing. You know, if you're, like, if you're having a house full of people mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving, yeah, maybe maybe all the like, Christmas decorations. If it's just you, like two of you in the house, then who cares? No one's gonna see it. You know? I hear you. At this point, like, who's going to come over the next week that's going to care about my Christmas decorations? Like, I'm not too concerned. No, like, I, dude, I love Christmas. I, but I'm also, like, very, um, I, I was taught, me and McKenna had, had, had great arguments about it because I'm very, like, everything has to be in a particular order. So, like, yeah. when they, when Duncan had dropped the, you know, the pumpkin spice in August, I was like, no, 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 F that, through that, um, and then even like I think they already dropped Christmas flavors. It's like yeah, I don't know. Like no, like we oh need- yeah, all the, that's all that stuff's out now. Yeah, like we need to have Halloween. We need to have Thanksgiving, and then it's Christmas. And you know I love Christmas. It's a top holiday, but it's everything. I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of crossover between like Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, like things that could go both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like you know something cranberry flavor that can be like christmas or thanksgiving that's both of them you know or you can have like eggnog you can have eggnog that can go both ways stuff like that you know yeah. no there's not a crossover well sweet man I, I appreciate you answering that question that is uh that'll be uh sliding into the segment next uh for this so dude i'm i'm excited for friday uh at the trap town line can't wait man it's gonna be a great yeah day. it's gonna be fun it'll be a blast awesome man well, thank you for joining, and uh, see you Friday. No problem, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace. See you. Peace. There you go. So, uh, yeah, like like you just heard, we had the uh, uh, my interview with Jeff um, from Townline. They're playing at the Trap on Friday the 19th, so in a couple of days. <coughs> Excuse me. Not COVID. Uh, your boy just gets a fucking cold every month. Um, but like, like I was saying this Friday at the trap, East Greenwich, uh, I'll, you know, post their, uh, information. I'll post town line. You can find them on Instagram. Uh, it's going to be out of a time. If you can make it, hope you can, if you're, you know, in the Rhode Island area, uh, say what's up. It's going to be a great time. Um, so one, it's, you know, kind of switching gears, switching topics. Um, actually not switching topics, but going to, uh, continue on like the um getting me going right that that shit what gets me going uh is you know early decorated things like that um but i i i did want to just bring something up before uh you know finalizing that um and I, my mood has has changed a little bit right um not i use this podcast uh to as a way to you know connect with people and um, you know, talk about my favorite fucking things in that, you know, that's the Patriots, that's music or country music. And, uh, you know, just having a good time and it's nothing too personal, right? It's, it's not about me. Um, but I do, it's, it's either cliche or it's, um, you know, probably it's definitely been said a lot more often um, in the age that we're in 2021 and, um, you know, checking on, checking on your people. Um, I, for some reason, I 
I do this often. I, you know, I'll, I'll text some of my friends like, Hey, you know, hope you're doing well, miss you, things like that. Right. And, um, you know, people look at life differently, right? We all have different opinions for the most part, right? Some of us agree, some of us don't. And, you know, how people react to this thing called life, um, issues that they may have, uh, quote unquote problems that they have, um, you know, just check on your people, right? That, and it's, I don't, I don't want to sound like one of those, like from a high horse, like, fuck that. No, no, I'm not saying that from a high horse. It's, it's true. It's, you know, check on your people. And, um, you know, I, and listen to a couple other podcasts and one of them is the hardworking motherfucker podcast, um, HWMF, uh, you know, and they, uh, a couple, a couple of those guys over there are very much into, you know, of course we all need to work on ourselves. And, uh, one thing that I have been trying to do over the last few weeks is work on myself, uh, physically, but that also parlays into mentally, right? I I'm trying to work out, uh, trying, uh, every day or at least, you know, three to five times a week in that's me versus me. Um, on my, you know, personal Instagram, I'm trying to, you know, do some running and keeping that. And that's me versus me because me working, um, in the quote to go back to the HWMF podcast is, um, I need to pull it up because it's me working on myself is going to be beneficial to not just myself. Um, but it's for everyone. And that's not the official quote. The official quote here is me working on me is the best thing I can do for everyone. And I would agree with that, right? Like I almost live by that. And it's very much that if obviously we all have a bad day, of course, if I'm not in a great state mentally, right. I I've never truly had any, you know, uh, suicidal thoughts or like, anything to that effect but we all have our bad fucking days it, you know that's just luck and we react to certain situations differently on certain days so me working on myself that's going to be best for everyone because i'm going to have a better relationship with my parents i you know I, i'm very close with them gonna be uh you know family friends uh friends that are our family even even strangers right going to the gas station or going to the store and being in a pissy mood. Like, yeah, shit's going to shit pisses me off. Gets me fucking going. But if I'm, you know, trying to learn how to control that or, or whatever, um, you know, that me working on me is, is the best for everyone. And really it's me versus me. I don't care about like, you know, someone else doing quote unquote better than me. Fuck that. Like, I'm, I'm very much, and I, I know the podcast has turned a little bit, so I'm going to try to steer this back. But um, I think me versus me and me caring, truly caring about myself, my friends, my family, and to a lesser extent, like everyone else. And that may sound fucked up, but that's truly how I feel is, you know, A, me working on me is best for everyone. Um. I'm in competition with myself, right? Like I'm trying to be a better version of myself than I was last week or last month or two years ago, whatever. And then in a way, kind of having blinders to 
what's in my life right now that, and, and I'm serious about that. But the main point of this, I, I definitely went on a tangent, uh, definitely either got me going, you know, in a, in a good way is checking on your people. And, um, you know, I, I, there's some people in my life that, um, have struggled time to time and, you know, uh, I'm, I'm here for them. Uh, and you know, they, they're getting the help they need. And, uh, you know, if anyone needs help, re you know, reach out, there's, it, it's cliche, but you know, no one's alone, right? It, it's, it's so fucking cliche, but it's true is there's always ways to help. And, um, you know, it, with this, I don't know how long I've been going, uh, you know, if this, you listen to this and this can help turn things because me listening to other podcasts have helped me. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm not truly here for that, but, uh, well, I want to have always a good time. Just a little side note, just check on your people and, you know, work on yourself. And, um, I, I think we're all, we're all trying to do that. So, um, cool. So thank you for that. Uh, just gonna slide now back into, uh, this fucking awesome podcast. This, uh, had a great interview and, um, you know, being excited, uh, with that, with like, with that interview, um, you know, with Jeff McKenna, um, Nick, Julie, you know, Kenny, that like going to those gigs are fucking awesome. Um, and I know I've said it in a, in a couple other podcasts that like tailgating, like going to games, just having experiences are what gets me going in a, in a great way. Um, in, you know, I went to the game, uh, against the Browns, thankful, you know, always, always thankful and lucky to, to be able to, but I brought one of, uh, one of my good friends who has not been in years, I think 10 plus years, whatever. And his dad always used to bring. And, you know, I, I always tweet on Saturday nights, like midnight, oh, it's game day. Let's fucking go. Right. But it, it was a little before that. And, um, you know, I, I forget exactly what words I, I was using, but, uh, and I, fuck, I always want to pull it up. I'm always going to be that type of person to pull it up. So let me just pull it up real quick. Um, yeah, this is great podcast material. So, <coughs> so, you know, I tweeted and I'm, I'm so true, honest about this. Like if. There's one thing, um, I hope to always be an honest person, but there's one thing that I'm thousand percent honest about is I was in a, an am so excited or, or sorry, Saturday night was so excited for Sunday's game because something about like, I love going to games. I love the Patriots. I love tailgating. I love fucking all of it, but having and bringing someone to the game and them being so hyped and so excited about it and the whole experience, right? Like it's not just the game. It's ah, the $14 bid in the stadium and, you know, in the, in the parking lot, let's shotgun a beer and everything like that. Like that was awesome. They're like, that's awesome to see. Like, I don't know. I, I feed off of that. Um, that like Sunday I was in my elderly. I, you know, uh, all my friends know I was, I was back home. I was back to the Patriots. 
And, uh, you know, Patriots were back home. I was, and, uh, you know, it, it, it was awesome. So we, you know, we tailgated, cooked up some food, got some dip, got, you know, all of it. So it, it was a great time. It was actually a little colder than expected. Um, but with that, you know, the, the Patriots fully fucking dominated. Um, 45 to 7, and I remember taking a Snapchat that uh, it was the, um, sorry, it was the first drive of the game. Browns were running down our throat, and I sent the Snapchat out to friends, and I was like, fuck, Browns were running down our throat, what the fuck? That was the last time I was upset. Uh, you know, it was 113 on the dot, and, uh, you know, for the rest of the game, it was awesome. And the, uh, we tied the game, 7-7, seven seven. Kyle Douglas intercepted it, right, at the five-yard line right on our sideline, um, or on the sideline that I was sitting on, and, you know, it became 14-7, and it was fucking awesome. Hunter Henry has seven touchdowns in the last seven games or six games or whatever it is. And, you know, there's a couple other stats that really, um, and I put the notes here, but I, you know, not even using or, or looked at it uh, a few times before this is that we had three drives for 90 plus yards. One of them was 99 fucking yards and we scored in all three. And that was the first time ever in Belichick history. Like we had the fucking goat. The last 20 years. Should you be here? Sure. Not going to talk about it. And that never happened. And it's like, damn, all right. Then, you know, we've never been in that position. Whatever. That's fine. But in 20 years? It's like, I don't know, 20 years, a long fucking time. It's almost my whole life. 24 years old. And that was insane. And another stat was scoring 45 or 40 plus points in back-to-back home games. Because we did it against the Jets when we started on this run on this four game win streak and to see that stat that was insane um you know mac jones is looking legit man i think in the first half he was 12 for 14 100 and something yards and two touchdowns he looks legit first round pick you got uh ramondi stevenson um who thankfully played even though his brain's probably a little bit of scrambled eggs he played he was our fourth round pick and barmore second round pick he's been a beast so this year i mean this year, this year is something different. You know, I, I think I'll always say it. The, with this team, with the way we've spent money in the offseason, never before did that. Never, never did that. Um, you know, the draft hitting on the draft picks. Does Belichick know how to draft? I mean, it's a it's a hit or miss in a way for everybody. This year's special. This year's something different. And, you know, when we were two and four and the four losses that we had outside of that Saints game, everyone has been close. Really should have beat Miami week one if it wasn't for uh, that inter- uh, that fumble, right? We should have beat them. That I, I think whatever happened at the end of the year, if things do not work out, I'm, I'm always going to look back at that week one game. We should have won. Besides the point. We're here. We're at where we're at. Six and four, we got Atlanta. Um, you know, I, I don't have too many too many uh, segments, right? Uh, tonight, today, so today's Tuesday. Tonight, um, Brady's releasing his first Man in the Arena episode. Uh, that's on ESPN Plus. I'm gonna go watch that. I want to, you know, report a little back and uh, on the podcast for it and really see. Um, 
you know, I've heard on sports radio that it really, it brings out all the information and in every episode is a Super Bowl. Uh, so this first one's definitely going to have Drew Bledsoe. I think it has Willie McGinnis and obviously Tom Brady. And, you know, it, it's going to be nostalgic and, um, you know, will I, uh, will it tear fall? I have no idea. To be seen. But I do, I'm going to go watch that, report back to you guys uh, a little bit about that. And then we have two segments, which really didn't even have that big, not even big, but I didn't have that segment on Gets Me Going. Um, talked about it with Jeff. And then, you know, it's, a, it's about the Christmas lights being up too early. So kind of covered that. Uh, I'm going to talk about my, I love top threes. So that's definitely going to be one segment, top threes. going to do top three country artists. And it's changed for this every, you know, seems like every year or throughout the years. Uh, I'm going to go top three country artists um, and, and talk about that. So I'll be back. Peace. Hey, y'all. Uh, it is, I don't even know what day it is. I think it's Wednesday. Uh, it is Wednesday. Um, did not get a chance to record after, uh, watching Man in the Arena. I didn't, didn't get a chance, just, uh, I was tired. So, went to bed. Um, but do have a little bit of an update about the first episode of, uh, Man in the Arena. Holy shit. It was awesome. Um, some of the information I knew because I'm a fiend. I read tons of Patriot books, uh, one by Jeff Howe. There's one by Jerry Thornton. Uh, there's, you know, one by Jeff Benedict. Haven't read uh, those yet, uh, except for the one by Jeff Howe. But, uh, you know, I, I knew some of the information. Uh, it was really about the whole 2001 season as a whole, uh, you know, culminating with uh, – Super Bowl 36, obviously they won. And it was awesome to see the interviews by, and not even interviews, but just storytelling by Drew Bledsoe, by Willie McGinnis, who is the uh, leader of the defense, and of course by Tom Brady. Uh, and Drew Bledsoe, you know, he, for people that didn't know, he was offered and given a 10 year, $100 million contract, I think the highest in the NFL uh, back in March of 2001. And it was his team, right? Like he was drafted in 93. He was the number one first overall pick uh, of that season. And he was this, he was kind of the, the savior for the Patriots. Obviously they had Bill Parcells. So him and Parcells really like turned the Patriots from a dumpster fire. And obviously they had some bad seasons after Parcells left, but they really turned just the city in the region around to, all right, the Patriots should somewhat be on the map. Um, I, I wasn't born, but, you know, my cousins, family members who are, you know, in their 30s and 40s truly remember what Parcells and what Bledsoe did for the Patriots. And, um, you know, it, was, it really, episode one really showed how Bledsoe felt, how Brady felt. Um, you know, Bledsoe almost died uh, from the hit that he took. Uh, he had some internal bleeding, and this is all after, uh, you know, they canceled the the game the previous week due to 9-11, so they, you know, also had a, a piece about that, and uh, the Patriots had Joey and Drew's brothers um, who were at, you know, 
base of 9-11 at ground zero. So that, you know, that was very small, but um, to see Bledsoe, you could see the raw emotion from him. You could also see, maybe for the first time ever, Brady's uh, raw emotion of just the whole season, if you remember it. And uh, the one thing that stuck out to me was uh, in the AFC Championship game, Brady said he was scared shitless. And obviously, no one knew about that back then. No one has known about that for 20 years. So it was, it was interesting to truly see um, Brady not even be out of his shell because he's been out of his shell um, really since leaving the Patriots, which sucks, but um, even more so through this documentary. So, you know, all one season obviously culminated with that Super Bowl, but throughout the year, especially Willie knew that the defense, and he said it, the defense was the foundation of that team. And you can make an argument that, a strong argument, and I would probably agree that the defense for the first three Super Bowls through 2004 up until 07, the defense was the foundation of the Patriots, right? And it starts with Bill Belichick. Um, so it was really cool to like reiterate for myself that 01 season, like I, don't know, I was four or five years old, and uh, I, I truly don't remember like watching that game. It does make me an, uh, you know, a shitty fan. I was fucking four years old. So um, to see that, that that was cool. And, you know, I've, I've learned about that season and uh, have all the, the DVDs. And so I've, I've seen the games and, um, you know, really, I think the dynasty started with the Oakland game um, when there was the tuple. And that started the dynasty. And even McGinnis said that uh you know, we're going to win the Super Bowl now. Where it was either McGinnis or Bledsoe had said, all right, we're, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Like, you know, someone's on our side. Uh, and, you know, someone has been on our side. Uh, two people have been, three people have been on the Patriots side for the last 20 years, and that's Brady, Belichick, Kraft. Um, those, are the, those are the pillars of, of the organization. So uh, I think Man in the Arena's every Tuesday, uh, 9 p.m. ESPN+. Plus. Just holy shit! That that first uh, first episode was unreal. It was it was awesome to see. Uh, so wanted to report back on that. Go check it out if you haven't. I'll you know give a little synopsis, very small synopsis of um, each episode with uh, each week. But I do want to turn to uh, the final segment of this week's episode, and that is top threes. And and top threes are definitely going to be a recurring theme. Uh, I don't know. Threes are threes are pretty cool, I guess, right? I don't know. Sometimes I say to myself uh, when I try to get out of bed is three, two, one. Ooh, get out of bed. I don't know. Uh, I also journal, which will be in other uh, other podcasts. I'll, I'm gonna dive into that. Um, I don't know. I, I but I journal every night before bed, and I do a top three highlights of my day. Uh, I have a notification on my phone every every night. Uh, I don't know if you can see it. But that, uh, yeah, no, you definitely can't. But it, you know, says three hi- highlights of the day. Um, so I, I don't know, have a fascination with the number three. My high school football number was 33. Uh, I think also when I was a kid um, in basketball, CYA, I, I might have been 33 as well. And of course, Larry Bird was 33 um, for Celtics. Uh, 
Kevin Falk was uh, 33. Deion Lewis. I don't know if Deion Lewis was. But uh, Kevin Falk, things like that. So, I don't know, big big three guy. Um, oh, also big three of the Celtics, right? With Carton Garnett, Ray Allen, and Pierce. That was my childhood. So, that's probably why. So, long story short, going to get into top threes, recurring theme, uh, recurring segment. Uh, and this week, I'm doing my favorite top three country artists. Now, this is strictly favorite. These are my top three. Um, you know, maybe not the best of all time, or definitely not the best of all time yet. Uh, but, you know, not, and definitely not top three vocalists, uh, you know, not top three of society, right, uh, at the current moment. But just my favorite top threes. And so top three going, uh, I'm going to start off with... Uh, no particular order, but if I did have to give an order, I'm going to go number one, Jason Aldean. And the reason I uh, I go with Jason Aldean number one, I've seen him a few times. Um, there's something about his his voice, his tone, um, his, his style of music that is kind of, you know, there's some rock, there's not really a lot of pop, um, but it's just straight up some good music. Um, you can tailgate it, tailgate with the music. You can sit by a fire with his music. Um, you can even go to the beach. And I think in my top three, that's, that's really all three, uh, of, of the guys. And he's awesome. Uh, like I said, I've seen him in person, but you know, there's we back, which is a little more recent, uh, night train. That was a, that was a throwback that, that brings me back to high school. Um, Crazy Town, uh, The Lights Come On, My Kind of Party. And, the, and going back to The Lights Come On, uh, I saw him at Mohegan Sun 2016. And that's when he first dropped that song. He, I don't even think it came out on the album yet, and he played it. Uh, and The Lights Come On is a, is a great song. So he's all around my favorite. Uh, if you put a gun to my head, play one song that will get the part or get played one artist that will get the party going. I'm going with Jason Aldean. I'm going with Jason Aldean uh, for country. So um, he's number one. Number two, I am going to go Kenny Chesney. Uh, I think this is just an island vibe. Not, I'm an island boy. Uh, <laughs> I guess Kenny Chesney is the OG island boy, right? Um, so Kenny Chesney, pure summertime sitting at the beach, drinking a, you know, a Mai Tai, I've actually never had a Mai Tai, um, but, you know, drinking a Bud Light Lime at the beach and just enjoy it, being on a boat, uh, all of it. He has a song called Summertime. He, he uh, you know, was big Florida Keys guy, Virgin Islands guy, Bahamas, like, it, you, you give me a picture of the summertime or the beach in for country, oh, Kenny Chesney all day. Uh, like I said, I've seen him in a uh, concert a few times. I'm gonna go see him in 2022. So we're supposed to see him in 2020. Obviously, COVID canceled that. He canceled uh, 2021. So got two tickets for uh, August 2022, and I don't expect it to be canceled. But I really hold my breath. But uh, love Kenny Chesney. Um, you know, he has a song with Uncle Cracker, which Uncle Crack Cracker has drift away. Um, so that, you know, that's a good one. And, you uh, Kenny Chesney also has a song called She's from Boston. That, that's a classic. 
uh, American kids, uh, summertime, uh, no shoes, no shirt, no problem, right? Uh, just an island, like, he has some island vibes. He is just a pure summertime guy. Uh, and I, my favorite season is the summer. So I I could listen to Kenny Chesney all year round. And um, even this past summer, you know, it was, it was Kenny Chesney Saturdays. It was it was a good time. So weather's warm, blasting Kenny. So he's definitely number two. And then it is recency bias. Uh, I'm going Morgan Wallen. He dropped a double album either late 2020, early 2021. And that double album, I can say with confidence, I've listened to at a minimum, minimum 50 times through. And uh, a good amount of my friends love Morgan Wallen, love this double album. Uh, you know, talking with Jeff, he is coming on tour. Uh, you know, that would be awesome to, uh, to see to see him on tour and he's coming to Boston and looks like tickets are going to be hard to, uh, hard to get. So that double album, obviously recency bias, you know, 50 to hundred times, it, it just fire, really fire. And if, uh, you listen to three songs on that album, obviously staying in my boots. Um, but I like, you know, bullet, uh, bandaid in a bullet hole, eight, six, five. And, um, why am I blanking on the other? Oh, wondering about the wound. That one's fire. Um, I did a whole podcast on that uh, back in February. So, you know, definitely a little bit of recency bias, still nine months to a year. But he, you know, first came on the scene with, uh, with Florida Georgia Line. Um, you know, on that song, Up Down. That song, Up Down, is really good. Uh, you know, and then he dropped an album in late 2018, 2019. And he, um, you know, had whiskey glasses. He had... Um, had me by halftime. Um, you know that, that's a good song too. And um, there's also another song called "If I Know Me," which is kind of poppy, but it's it's really good. So Morgan Wallen rounds out my top three. So top three is this week. Uh, you know this week just for me all time: Jason Aldean, Kenny Chesney, Morgan Wallen. Uh, you know that's my top three. You know, not a big fan of top fives which I could go down a, a whole top five. I could do a whole top 10. We're keeping it to top threes here. 30 rows up, three, three, you get the drift. So uh, that is this segment. Uh, I am going to have uh, a more expanded uh, gets me go, what gets me going segment uh, recurring. It won't be fully in this podcast. It's going to be the next one. Uh, I am going to have uh, one of my, Good friends from high school. Now, obviously, still one of my one of my brothers, uh, Andrew Crooks. He fucking gets me going. All right, so uh, he's gonna. <laughs> we've had arguments on Cam Newton. He's a Lakers fan. I'm obviously a Celtics fan. Uh, he's a Saints fan. So when Brady only had three Super Bowls, he thought Drew Brees was gonna, you know, fucking hot shit. Uh, with Drew Brees, no disrespect, but uh, my my boy Crooks gets me fucking going with that. So. He'll be on the next episode. Gets me going. He he's into gambling, uh, you know. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but he will be a big part of the gets me going segment. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, it's a little lengthy, probably hour hour and a half. Um, 
you know, it's pretty spread out. Got the interview. Not sure exactly how long that was with uh, Jeff Langley's, but uh, he's, you know, the lead singer of Town Line. He has a gig uh, this upcoming Friday, the 19th, at The Trap in East Greenwich. Hope you guys can make it. It's going to be a fucking great time. Um, yeah, and, and as always, love, you know, love my Boston sports teams. I think the Celtics, Celtics are actually down by 14 right now, uh, end of third. So love the Boston sports teams, love my Pats. Um, you know, Sunday, Sunday was definitely a homecoming against the Browns and it was a dominant win. So, uh, thank you guys for listening, like subscribe. Uh, this will be on YouTube. Um, it's going to, I believe Spotify it's on, uh, anchor. Check out the Instagram, follow the Twitter, uh, follow the Instagram, and uh, talk to you guys next time. Peace.